Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Peter Skaggs with Lighthouse, and I want to thank you for joining me for episode number nine of the Lifestyle Asset Podcast. Today, we're going to answer the question of how much do I need to put down? We'll spend a few minutes today talking about all things down payment on your lifestyle asset. I appreciate you joining us. You're listening to the Lifestyle Asset Podcast brought to you by Lighthouse. You are in the right place if you want to learn how to successfully find, finance, furnish, and facilitate operating a lifestyle asset. So, all right, let's jump right in. As discussed in past episodes, lenders tend to look at four areas when approving us for a mortgage. One of those areas is cash or capital. They want to know that if we're going to buy a property, do we have skin in the game? Do we have a down payment? Do we have money for any closing costs that might be uh, accrued uh, in the financing? Do we have money to cover taxes and insurance on that property? That, after all, they're going to collateralize that property. Do we also have money in reserve when we're buying an investment property, second home? They want to know that we have reserves set aside. So before getting into how much is needed, let's talk quickly about acceptable sources of a down payment. So what are some acceptable sources? Well, uh, right off of Fannie Mae guidelines, it says acceptable sources, examples of liquid financial assets that can be used for reserves down payment include readily available funds in checking or savings accounts. We knew that investments in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, certificates of deposit, money market funds, and trust accounts. And then we can also use the money vested in a retirement savings account. And finally, the cash value of a vested life insurance policy. So those are some acceptable sources. If we buy the property as a second home, an additional acceptable source is a gift, a gift from a family member, uh, potentially an employer, gift funds from a spouse, um, those funds would be acceptable uh, for reserves, for cash to close, uh, for your down payment, for your closing costs, etc. Unacceptable sources, uh, just by way of kind of quick intro, uh, unacceptable sources, we call it mattress money. This is cash on hand. It's when you go break your kid's piggy bank. Those those funds, because we can't paper trail them, usually do not count for reserves or for down payment. Funds that have not been vested uh, don't count, are, are unacceptable. Funds that cannot be withdrawn under, cir under uh, circumstances other than the account owner's retirement or employment termination or death. Stocks held in unlisted corporations, non-vested stock options and non-vested restricted stocks, personal unsecured loans, um, interest paid contributions, uh, or excuse me, interested party contributions, meaning gift funds, uh, or you know somebody else who might be uh, investing with you. If they're not on the loan, you can't use that. Any, uh, any amount of the lender contribution. So if the lender is giving us a credit towards closing costs and we don't use all of that up with our closing costs, we keep the closing costs low, if there's leftover credit, you cannot use that for a down payment or for reserves. And then you also, if you're cashing out on a property, you cannot use the proceeds of that cash out refinance to satisfy reserve requirements. 
So hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully that's helpful information. Now, as far as how much is needed for a down payment, there's a lot of misinformation around this. If we purchase the lifestyle asset as a second home, then we only need 10% down. Uh, 15% down, 20%, 25% down are all acceptable. Of course, you can put 100% down if you want. Uh, we would like to help you with financing, so we'd prefer you put, uh, uh, we prefer you get financing and only put a, a limited down. The limited, uh, the, the minimum requirement for a second home is 10%. If you're purchasing the lifestyle asset as an investment property, then we need a minimum of 15% down if the investment property is a single family unit, a condo, a townhome, uh, or a, a single family residence. If it is single family, you only need 15% down. If it is two to four units, then you need uh, a 20% down minimum, and in a lot of cases, 25% or more. So uh, those are things to be aware of. Now, just by way of quick information, lenders lend based on risk. As we reduce the risk for the lender, they reduce the interest and costs associated with the financing, with the mortgage that they're gonna give us. So the more down we can put on a lifestyle asset, the better the rates will likely be, the lower the closing costs will be, et cetera. We also uh, potentially have mortgage insurance if we are not putting a full 20% down. Uh, just by way of quick information, I priced uh, several scenarios in preparation for this podcast today. And, uh, and just looking at like where interest rates are at a 10% down on a second home compared to a 20% down, there's almost a 1%, there actually is a full 1% interest rate difference today, uh, putting 10% versus 20% down. Of course, when you put 10%, not only are you paying 1% higher in rate, uh, based on today's rates, but you're also borrowing more money. And as a result, your monthly payment's gonna go up uh, because of both of those factors. So that's something to be aware of. Uh, on a, if you were to put uh, temper or 15%, excuse me, 15% down on an investment property versus 20%, there's about uh, three eighths of a difference. So it's not a substantial difference. It is a difference in rate, uh, but it's not substantial. Uh, I am surprised as I work with a lot of real estate investors, I'm surprised that not more of them are using the 15% down option. I think it's just a matter of it comes down to cash flow. Obviously, as you decrease your loan amount and as you decrease your interest rate, you're more likely to have better cash flow. You're more likely to have cash flow. So that's probably the reason why. Now, uh, ultimately, there are pros and cons to putting 10% down and pros and cons to putting 20% down pros and cons of putting 15% on an investment property. So it's best if you contact a mortgage professional who can work through this with you. As you may know, I own a mortgage company, Innovative Mortgage Alliance, and we would love to be a resource for you on this. Love to answer any questions uh, and, and help you through this. Even if we can't help you with the financing, we would love an opportunity to speak with you, help you, Unfortunately, too many banks, too many loan officers are misleading, misguiding. They're not investing in real estate, so they're not thinking about things from an investor standpoint. And as a result, they're giving bad information. So reach out to us. We would love to help you. You can contact me directly 
my cell phone number is 801-664-1079. Again, 801-664-1079. Text me, call me. If you want, you can email me, Peter S. Peter S. at Innovative Rates. Dot com innovative r a t e s dot com so peter s at innovative rates dot com you can also find us online at innovative rates dot com innovative r a t e s dot com so we would love an opportunity to help you uh, just evaluate options see which option is the right one for you as I often say information typically precedes revelation as you seek uh, revelation about what, how much down you want to put on your investment property, on your lifestyle asset, whatever you might be financing. Uh, it's, all, it's often best to get information uh, to precede that. So let us help you get that information. So thank you again for joining me. I'm Peter Skaggs with Lighthouse. I hope you found today's episode helpful. The greatest asset you have is your time. I hope you received a high ROI today. If you'd like more information about Lighthouse, please check us out at imalighthouse.com. That's the letters I-M-A and then lighthouse.com. Again, imalighthouse.com. Remember, a legacy isn't left, it's lived. Thank you for listening to the Lifestyle Asset Podcast, brought to you by Lighthouse. Please don't forget to like, follow, and share this podcast for more tips and tricks from the professionals. At Lighthouse, we believe that a lifestyle asset is the greatest investment you will ever make, period. Lighthouse's mission is to help you acquire a lifestyle asset that pays you to live life on your terms, where you and your loved ones find infinite returns. If you want to learn more, you can find us at imalighthouse.com. That is the letters I M A lighthouse.com. Again, I'm a lighthouse.com. We look forward to helping you live your legacy.